0: Hello my friends, and welcome to Time Between Times Storytelling, with me, Owen Staten. As you may hear from my voice, it's been a difficult week with illness, but hopefully I can get through telling you a tale, for nothing would please me more. Welcome my friends, to the place at the fire pit at the heart of the forest, for another tale traditionally told. I want to thank you all for supporting me. No matter what I do, a new episode of Spectre of the Sea came out this week, been very well received. Please take a listen to that if you get a chance. For those who support me on Ko-fi and become my patrons, I am very, very grateful. I would like to thank Aisling and Paul in particular for showing me great support this week, which lifted my heart. Sit back, my friends. Relax. Close your eyes if it's safe to do so. And just open your imagination to the possibility of tales, of stories, of legends. Let those who wander the world of legends roam your imagination for just a short time. You are sat by the fireplace, in your home. It is warm, it is cosy, it is somewhere you love to be. But just on occasion, every now and again, you feel the need to get out in the wild, to listen to the animals, the plants, see the trees and the grass underfoot. Feel the wind on your face Feel the cold, feel the warmth Feel the way it changes For that makes you feel alive You place down your cup of warm tea Stand up, dust yourself down Step into the hallway and pick up your coat Hanging on a hook You do it up Feeling the warmth course through your body Then taking a breath, step out onto the path outside your house. The one that leads down to the road. Cars are zooming past. Cyclists travelling at speed. Even people walking on the way home from work. Some you give a cheery wave, others you nod to. For they know not where you're going. You reach the gate at the end of the path to your house. You open it, feel the metal clip open. It squeaks open, pulls slightly on the floor and then you close it again with a crack. You walk up the pathway, along the pavement, past your neighbours' houses. Just glancing inside you see warm fires burning, lights and candles flicker. They are comfortable, they are happy. They are home, but you are heading somewhere else. You look up and see the sun is starting to fade, To see the moon is starting to rise. And there, the path ends at the forest which stands in front of you like a great wall. You step inside, feel the grass crunch under your feet, and take the path that leads to the heart of the forest. It twists round into the left, back into to the right. Up, down and under. Past the old mossy tower. Past the cave where we once gathered. Until you see it. But first you smell it. The smell of fire on the breeze. A hearty, wholesome, beautiful smell. Then you open into the into the clearing at the heart of the forest. A fire splutters in the middle and your friends have gathered around. All of them greet you with smiles and waves and you sit on an old moss-covered log which, although it shouldn't be, is the most comfortable thing in the world. Now you look up and the sky is filled with stars. The sun has almost vanished. And you know that you were at the time between times, the time when it's neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey, the time when the veil between our world and the fairy world grows wafer-wafer-thin, so thin that for a few moments you can reach into their realm and for a few moments they can reach into ours. Now is the time that people see lights in the sky, now is the time that people see fairies. Now is the time that people see ghosts. Far away you can hear the howl of wolves, you can hear the growl of bears, but you know you are safe as the storyteller stands up and begins his tale. This week we go long ago and far away to the village of Treveglis. In the heart of Powys. One of the most magical of all counties of Wales. There in its centre. The spine at the heart of Wales. A place full of magic. A place full of mystics. And a place where the Tullwith Tague roam freely. Flitting from tree to tree. There in church town, As it would be translated. Is a small farmhouse called Tutumlis the place of strife old stone built cottage that once had a thatched roof, almost too far to be local to the town, but not quite far enough. A couple lived there many years ago and they were blessed with happiness when they were they were gifted with two children, a young girl and a young boy, twins Their hair was as black as night, but their countenance was so smiley and happy that they brought them great joy. But why would a place be called the place of strife if it was a place of happiness? Well, I will tell you, for long ago on a night filled with storm where lightning lit up the sky like it was day, the couple and their children tried to get asleep as it felt like the very earth underneath them shook with a storm. But the children were peaceable, like they always were, obedient. They would go to bed when told and fall asleep and not wake till the morning, reading old stories under the bedclothes at night. But this night, something different happened. Far away in Tre Eglois. The church bells rung to strike midnight. They could barely be heard above the storm and the couple huddled together under the blankets. But then the candlelight started to flicker back and forth. The shadows started to lengthen. The gentleman thought he could hear a sniggering laugh. He sat bolt upright in the bed and shadows seemed to move all around them laughing, tutting, tittering Small figures rushing around, doors opening, closing. First they could hear the storm louder, as if the front door had been opened. And then the straw on the ground seemed to blow on the breeze. Both of them sat up, terrified. Their bedroom was there. Then across the corridor was that of the children. Suddenly, the children started to cry. Crying was not the normal mewling of a baby, oh no, this was some primeval howling, hissing sound deep from their hearts, and neither mother or father had heard anything like it. Summoning enough courage they made their way to the children's bedroom, and there they found them safe in their beds. But something was very different indeed. Where once their faces were full of fun and frolics, they now stared blankly at the ceiling. And when they cried, it was like something not of this earth. The following morning they were no better, nor the following week or the week after that. At their wits' end, the parents summoned a wise woman to the house who took one look at the children made a deep sigh, and turned to the parents and said, I have sad news indeed. Your children have been swapped by the Talwith Teig. What now live in your house are not the children that you know, but changelings. Devastated, the parents did not know what to do and asked, but how can we rid ourselves of this curse? Well, what first you must do is make some eggshell stew boil the eggshells in with the stew and take it out to those who work in the farms around treegloose and give it to them to eat but make the children do it if the children say anything strange anything strange at all then you will know for sure that they are they are changelings and you must leave them outside your house. As hard as that may be, no matter what the weather, whether the sun shines in the sky or the moon, they must stay outside the front door. But at the time between times, the time when it's neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey, something will happen, and your children, your children will be restored to you. If the children do not say anything strange, then... We will look to see what else we can do. But I, I am positive for one, that they will. The next day the mother made the eggshell stew. It boiled and bubbled in the broth. And she poured it into great bowls. And told the children who stared blankly at the wall. To take that and give it to the farm workers. The baby girl looked straight to the sky. And the baby boy looked in the mother's eye and spoke in a voice as sing-song as the ocean. Aikens before oak I saw, an egg before a hen, but never one hen-egg stew enough for harvest men. Acorns before an oak I saw, an egg before a hen, "'but never one hen's egg stew, enough for harvest men.' (sighs) "'The mother was terrified and knew that the wise woman's story was true. "'She watched as the children walked over the hill "'and knew what she must do. "'When they returned at the end of the day, "'she forbade them entrance, "'and they sat on the doorstep with their backs to the door, "'just as the sun started to set.' Although every instinct in her heart bade her to open the door and let them in, she grew strong and did exactly as the wise woman said. The night started to fall. The day started to fade. She could feel the chill in the air. She could feel the magic wishing on the wind. And sure enough, she started to hear it happening. The noise of small footsteps making their way through the mud. The hushing and giggling and laughing in the language of the Tullwith teig. She sat, her face pressed up against the door. She could feel the children breathing on the other side. And then she heard the voices start to whisper and whitter. And after what felt like minutes... But could well have been an hour, because time acts strangely when the Tullwith Teig are around. She felt them crying on the other side of the door. And sure enough, it was the crying that she knew from years before. She opened the door quickly, and there were the children, looking at her with familiar eyes. It's like they had not seen their mother for months or even years. And she knew in happiness that they had been returned to her. She looked and saw small figures darting over the farm wall, disappearing into the woodland, and knew that the Tulwith Teig had gone, and her children had been returned safe and well. Wow! An ancient old folk tale. From the heart of Wales. And one that I share with you today. At the time between times. Many are the tales of fairy swapping children. Many are the tales of fairy curses. Many are the tales of people crossing the Tullwith Tag, And this is but another one. Told to you at the time between times. By me. Owen Staten. On this night. The tale of Tut Cumrus. Thank you for joining me, my friends. Stand up at the fire pit, pull your coat around you, and take the long winding path to your house, but know this that you always have a welcome where tales are traditionally told. And I for one would be glad to see you. If you are new to the channel, please like, subscribe and tell your friends about Time Between Times Storytelling. If you would like to suggest a tale for me to tell, then please write to me at owenstaten at aol.com. If you are a Patreon, you can ask me to tell a tale on this podcast and I will gladly oblige. You can follow me on Twitter at Owen or you could buy me a coffee Ko-fi at ko-fi.com forward slash owenstaten. Diochamauram Grando, thank you ever so much for listening. Take care of yourselves, and I will see you again soon. Nosta